you know, NSYNC had it right this whole time with their profound lyrics. Bye, bye, bye. My name is Alex, I use they, they pronouns, and this is Stride with Pride. Hello and welcome back to Stride with Pride. I hope you've had a fantastic however long it's been since you listened to the last episode. Didn't have an episode last week. Um, I was sick. It was not COVID. Got a COVID test and all of that. But I'm back now. It was negative. It's fine. <laughs> For this week's episode, it is kind of the start of a new series. And it's not a series that's going to be regular or anything. It'll just be here and there. So you won't get episode after episode like you did with the Arrow series. <laughs> but the series is going to be about erasure an erasure of certain identities within our community and how these are erased by people outside of our community as well as inside. And basically just the phobia around these identities in general. So in this week's episode, we are going to talk about bi erasure and bi phobia. So if this topic is something that would harm you emotionally in some way, um, feel free to skip this episode and listen to the next one. So we'll just start off with a one of one of the most common definitions of what bisexual is. Um, so w- when I say bi in this, I'm I'm referring to bisexual and biromantic. Um, bi is just the umbrella term for both of those. So the definition for this is bi, sexual or romantic, is sexual or romantic attraction to people of your gender and to other genders and there's a lot of various definitions but this is one of the most widely accepted ones Um, so it keeps the two theme of bi but it's just your gender and other genders so it's inclusive of everyone. So to start off with bi people experience erasure from both inside and outside of the community and there's a lot of things that come with this Oftentimes there's the idea that bi people need to pick a side and that it's not real because, you know, regular people only have attraction to one binary gender, which like, I'll get more into that whole rhetoric later, but like a lot of it comes from being, you know, A, misinformed or undereducated, but also just prejudice in general. And we will get into more of that later. But a lot of times in society, people or celebrities, even after coming out as bi, are assumed to be either straight or gay and even though they have publicly come out as bisexual or biromantic they are still seen as either straight or gay and you know we see this with Lady Gaga and Amy Winehouse who have both publicly said that they are bisexual and yet people still assume that they're straight and like Lady Gaga is not this amazing ally who wrote Born This Way she's She's bi! And people just gloss over that. And, you know, I think probably most famously so is with Freddie Mercury. He was a bi man and people just were like, gay, that's a gay man. No, he was bi! (laughs) It really, you know, made me angry in the Bohemian Rhapsody movie when he came out to marry his wife and as bi, he thinks he's bi in this really vulnerable moment. And she was just like, no, no, you're gay. Which happens so often for so many bi people. People just assume you can only be one or the other and that bi is just a way, on a stop on the way to gay town, as they say. Or in the case of 
AFAB people just doing it for men's attention, you know? Like, oh, it's just a fat... Like, there's so many instances of biphobia where it's just complete erasure and saying, no, I don't think you're that identity. I think you're just, just waiting for something else, just experimenting, you know? Which ain't it, too. But there is different instances of what bi-erasure is like for various genders. Um, and for this, I am just going to talk about the binary cisgenders, unfortunately. Um, just because there's more knowledge about that, but it definitely is affected differently um, depending on your gender and depending on the circles you surround yourself with. But this is mainly in society at large, unfortunately. Um, So I'm going to talk about bi women and bi men, but obviously there are more than just that. So this societal idea of bi women is that they're really just, you know, straight. They're just doing it for the attention of men and like you know not because they actually are interested in people who aren't men what no couldn't be that but bi women are also really hypersexualized um especially within pornography they're seen as this oh we can have a threesome and involve more women and like that's a pleasure source for cis men which is absolutely valid if you like engaging in that and everyone consents and it's a good happy healthy process for all of you but there's this assumption that you know bi women want to do threesomes and want to be hypersexual and are only for that and like oftentimes it's like only for men's pleasure is why they're you know being bi which is like out of their identity (laughs) which this also kind of goes hand in hand with lesbian sexualization as well and that you know stereotypically men get off on two women doing it together even though it's like they're doing it for them not for you but it makes it interesting in bi women's case because um they are both erased their identity is erased but also hyper visible so they're fetishized Bi women are fetishized for their identity in what it can do for other people, but when it comes to actually doing it for themselves, no, they they can't be a thing, right? Like, it's only for men. Um, and that's oftentimes a lot of the thing that's centered in biphobia. The idea that if you're bi, you're just, it's just, you're secretly only just into men, but you're just also sometimes doing things with women. But that doesn't count really. Like, what matters is the attraction to men, which is, like, really patriarchal, too. However, bi women, well, this is also for all bi people, can sometimes be, but specifically more for bi women because of, you know, the focus on attraction to men. Bi women can be seen by the queer community as too straight, especially if they're in a relationship with someone presenting as a man. They are seen as no, oh no, you're not you're not queer right now. But if you're with a woman then you are. Which is BS because you know your identity is who you are always. It's not about who you're with. And we'll get into more of that later. But bi women can be especially rejected by lesbians who uphold the gold star lesbian ideology, I guess. Obviously not all lesbians obviously but there is a I don't know if I'd call it a phenomenon but there's a thing within the community within some not so good parts of the community that gold star you have a gold star if you have never done anything with or slept with a man Um, which is really harmful to 
by women and by people in general because they can be rejected from straight society from be- for being too queer but then completely rejected by anyone they'd want to date that could quote-unquote make them seem more queer, which obviously it doesn't, but it's it's a whole thing. But bi women have also historically been criticised by lesbian feminists for being an opt-out of politics. Um, so Juana Maria Rodriguez in Queer Politics and Bisexual Erasure, which is an article, says that the label bisexuality, for those that did claim it, was viewed as the apolitical cop-out for those that were not radical enough to fully commit to the implied lesbian practice of feminist theory. In the bad old days of lesbian separatist politics, bisexuality was attached to a yearning, not just for men, but for multifarious sexual pleasures deemed decidedly anti-feminist, including desires for penetration, sexual dominance, and submission, and the wickedly perverse delights of expressive gender roles. So basically what Rodriguez is saying here is that historically, lesbian feminists, probably more so radical lesbian feminists, um, excluded those women who were bisexual from their politics because they centred men still in their ideology and the lesbian feminist thing was about completely doing away with men. We don't need them at all, but then this harmed bisexual people especially bisexual women, because, you know, feminist stuff was still trying to fight for their rights and they were still queer, so they experienced these things that, you know, the lesbian feminists were fighting against, but they were just blocked out of it because they weren't queer enough for them. And, you know, historically, our community has had a lot of infighting. Um, So as much as we are, you know, banding together and inclusionists in at least the parts of the community I associate with, there's still a lot of infighting. And for a lot of bi people, it ain't fun. (laughs) Still affects them. A lot. A lot of people still don't realise how much internalised biphobia they have, as well as, you know, if they're not bi, just actual biphobia, not believing people. And we'll get more into that a little bit later. For bi men, it's sort of the opposite. They can be seen as just gay and pretending to like women or just trying to cling desperately onto some form of heterosexuality and you know secretly having internalized homophobia and not wanting to outright admit that they're gay and they're just not believed at all which you know sucks (laughs) a lot of bi erasure is just telling people no you're what I think you are not what you think you are which is absolute bs (laughs) So general biphobia and bi-erasure things, often there's this idea that bi people are indecisive, which suggests that you need to choose a gender to only like and be with, which, why? No, you don't. (laughs) And this also suggests that there are simple options to choose from, that there's only two, you know? Like, it's the idea that there's only two things to choose from, which we know isn't true. So, like, this bi-erasure also erases NB people and, like, anyone who isn't strictly a man or a woman because it's like you have to pick a side, but it's like there are so many sides, it's a circle. Like, you know, like, (laughs) there's not just two sides. And also, you know, bisexuality as an identity doesn't do this inherently. This is society placing this onto the bi-identity or, you know, if they even 
think enough that it's real, which a lot of times people don't. There's also this idea that, like, bisexuality is just a phase, which, like, there are a lot of old bi people. You know, bi is an actual identity, you know? Changing your identity is absolutely valid. Humans are fluid. And I think more bi people are... I think more people are bi than they might realize because they might not think it's an option. But that's a whole different conversation. But also, like, it's, it's LGBT, you know? The B stands for bi. A lot of people are bi. A lot of people are bi their whole lives. It's almost like it's a valid identity. <laughs> I know it's a concept, right? There's also this idea that people who are bi are naturally more likely to be non-monogamous or cheating on people, which, like, no. (laughs) Just because they have the capacity to be attracted to more than one gender, that doesn't mean they are always attracted to everyone of all genders, and it also doesn't mean that they can't be monogamous or committed to someone, like, your capacity for attraction does not dictate your capacity for commitment. Those are two different things, and they have nothing to do with each other. And sure, there are bi people who cheat, but there's also straight people who cheat, and gay people who cheat. There are people who cheat of every sexuality, and gender identity, and everything. It's bad, and you shouldn't do it. Just communicate. Communicate your needs. But being bi doesn't inherently make you more likely to be non-monogamous, or cheat, or want a threesome for that matter. Also, a lot of the time, the idea that bisexuals are inherently non-monogamous comes with a bad connotation, which is also bad for people who are non-monogamous, with consent from all parties, because it demonizes that too. So if we could cut that out, that would be great. Within the community, there is also a lot of straight-passing discourse. So there used to be a big subsection, especially within like Tumblr, of people saying, why are there straight couples at Pride? You're not welcome here. This is for gay people. This completely erases, you know, bisexuality and that, you know, people who are not strictly gay exist, are queer, are welcome at Pride. And also like straight passing is just such a gross term. Like I I understand why it's there, there's some of the privilege there that you won't necessarily get, like, attacked on the street for holding your partner's hand if you're in a quote-unquote straight-passing relationship. But there is still a queer person, at least one, in that relationship. And they are queer and need to be recognised as such. Just because they're in a straight-passing relationship, it doesn't mean that it's a straight relationship. There's bi people in there. It's queer. Also, just there's so many reasons why... There might be a straight passing couple at Pride. Don't be an asshole. Mind your own business. As long as they are not hurting themselves or anyone else, mind your own business. Well, in a straight passing relationship, you blend in more to straight society and are able to fit in without the overt homophobia and things like that. But, you know, you're still queer. and Your identity is taken from you because people assume that you're straight. And that can have super harmful effects on people. Because a lot of people in our community will say, oh, you're not oppressed enough, so you don't count as queer. Which, like, if you're queer and you're saying this, you are actively creating oppression for bi people by saying that. Two, it, it is not the Oppression Olympics. 
that's not what our community is about. We're about fighting for our right and to be heard and seen and connecting with one another. But like your identity being taken from you is, you know, it's a huge thing that is talked about within history. People being sissified or hitified. And that's a huge thing for our community. And by saying bi people aren't queer enough for queer spaces, you are continuing stigma around that, around what around bi people and being who they are, you know, even in spaces that are supposed to be inclusive, they're excluded. Pack it up. So because of the pre-existing stigma around what gay or lesbian people, so monosexual queer people, are meant, quote unquote, to be like by societal standards, so whether that be by dress or how they act, Bisexual people usually feel like they have to conform to one stereotype or the other. So they have to look gay or they have to look straight. When, like, they're a whole identity, they're bi, they're not just parts of different identities. And also, there's quite a few ways to look bi now. (laughs) But a lot of the time, bisexual people are expected to prove their sexuality So prove that they're actually bi. And so with, you know, bisexual men, that's being with women. And for bisexual women, that's, you know, also being with women. Proving that they still like the other identity. And and there's also this idea that, like, once you choose a partner, you've picked a side. Like, no, you're not picking a gender. You're just, you're picking a partner or partners. That doesn't negate your bisexuality. You are still bi no matter who you're with. Or even if you're with no one. You're with yourself. (laughs) Self-love. And there's a lot of self-hatred and internalized biphobia about, you know, being bi because of all of this stuff. There's a lot of fear and shame surrounding it. They think their partner might leave them if they find out they're bi. I mean, there's the whole gold star thing that, you know, sometimes, yeah, lesbian women and gay men will reject a bi person because, oh, you've been with the other one, which, again, negates anyone who's not just a man or a woman. And, you know, bisexual people feel shame about being not, not being honest with themselves. But also, the societal shame about same-sex relationships means that Bi people might only be open about their quote-unquote straight relationships rather than their quote-unquote not straight relationships. And they, yeah, feel shame around their quote-unquote queer relationships. And there's a lot of internalized biphobia perpetuated by the media because there aren't that many positive portrayals of bisexual people. We're getting more that is, you know, in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, there's three bi characters and that's not presented as a bad thing at all. And there's a whole song in that uh, called Getting Bi and it's just about being proud to be bi. We love that. And there's a lot more shows. We're getting a bit more representation now, but there's still a lot of stigma around it. And we need more. I mean, we need more representation for literally anything in the queer community. But also, you know, bi people need it too. But, like, bisexual people, according to Pew Research Center, are six times as likely than gay or lesbian people to not be out to anyone. 
they're far less likely to be out to the important people in their lives. Whereas in the study, 75% of gay or lesbian people were out to all or most people in their lives. Only 19% of bisexual people were out to all or most. And 26% were out to none. There is a huge discrepancy of you know, comfortability within the community, within the global community. And we need to be able to make it a safe space for bi people to be themselves and come out and be who they are without fear or shame. Bi people are welcome within our community. We need to show them this. So, whether you're in the queer community or not, here are some ways that you can help stop bi erasure and biphobia. Firstly, use gender neutral terms when discussing partners. So say, you know, partner or spouse or, you know, when you're asking about some also first of all, like asking about a partner. Unless they've said you can, you know. That's just a general thing. Um, but you know, if asking about partners Ask using gender neutral terms, say partner, and say they when referring to them until you know the pronouns of their partner. And, you know, don't expect them to share the pronouns of their partner. This helps out mono-queer people too, um, because they don't have to out themselves by saying, you know, wife or husband. They can just say partner. So I think partner should just be more used in general, because also, like, Partner is really broad and can also be useful for arrow people, like for queer platonic partner. Um, but I digress. <laughs> Believe people when they tell you who they are. Don't say, oh, but I think you're just this. Don't. Believe them. They've told you who they are. Respect that. And go with it. That's who they are. Even if it changes, you change with that. Don't insinuate that because they have a partner of a specific gender, it means they've chosen a side. They haven't. They've chosen a partner. Keep that in mind. And do the work to dismantle biphobic beliefs in yourself. And challenge them when you think them or when you hear them out in the world. Challenge people and challenge yourself. If you hear any of the stuff that I've mentioned today, challenge it. Ask yourself why you think that. And replace those thoughts with, you know, ones that are more bi-friendly. <laughs> and like, yeah, just don't do any of the things I mentioned today that are biphobic or bi-erasing. Like, just be kind. Believe people. And like, just don't be rude, you know? Like, it's, I feel like it's not that difficult. <laughs> just be a nice person. And that's the T. Bi-erasure and biphobia is rampant within our society. It may be dimmed down as more than it would be a few years ago or, you know, even 20, 40 years ago. But it is still there. It is very much still there in everyday conversations, online, within and outside of our community. We need to work on that. Bi people are a wonderful part of our community. They deserve to be welcomed and feel welcome in whatever space they choose to be in. 
in any space. So if you're bi, you're wonderful, you're amazing, you're a great person, you're valid, and you're bi if you say you are. I believe you. I believe that you're bi. If no one else does, I believe you. For this week's Creator Spotlight, I am shouting out a creator called Mad Sai, um, who is a music creator who wrote a song called Boy Bye. I was going to include it in this episode, but it, it got a bit long. He is a bi musician um, at Mad's Tea Party on Instagram and TikTok. Um, also has a YouTube channel um, and, you know, wrote the song Boy Bye. Very good song. I listened to it the other day. It's great. You should go listen to it. We love bi people and bi cool people especially. And he's one of them. <laughs> so you should go check him out. Go check out his music. It's available on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, and Deezer. Um, and the artist name is just Mad Space Sai, which is T-S-A-I. Um, and go check him out. Got some cool stuff. But that is all for this week's episode of Stride with Pride. I hope you've, I don't know, maybe enjoyed learning about biphobia and birasure, and I hope you can do your best to remove it from your brain and do better for our community. And if you're doing all of this work already, thank you. Thank you. Bi people deserve to be loved and welcomed and appreciated. And if you're doing that work, thank you. And if you're bi, you are incredibly lovely and valid and an amazing person. And I hope you have a good life and drink some water. Drink some water. And for everyone else, I hope you have a wonderful, amazing day, uh, afternoon or evening, whenever you are listening to this, including the bi people too. They should also have an amazing, wonderful day, afternoon or evening, whenever they are listening to this. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to spread your joy. And I'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. And like, yeah, I am aware of the irony of me just talking about bi people in this episode and not talking about other M-spec identities which face the same discrimination. I'm aware. We'll get to that. <laughs>